Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land on which the House of Sin and Studio stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. This is the OST podcast, original soundtrack on Sin Nation. Catch us live from 7pm every Tuesday on Sin Nation. Hello and welcome to OST, original soundtrack here on Sin Nation with Aaron and Paul. How are you, Paul? I'm good. Is it Tuesday? Yes, yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday because our show has been on Tuesday it's been for Tuesday. the last eight weeks now. <laughs> it is a Tuesday night. I'm really excited for this episode because um, we do have a very special guest with us. Absolutely. Um, before we get into our special guest, um, if you've never listened to OST before, for your info, we are a music show diving deep into the music behind some of our favourite movies, TV shows and video games and um, I guess miscellaneous might cover tonight. Today's episode. Yeah, I don't know how to really pigeonhole tonight. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a weird, wild mess of things. <laughs> we are, we're being a bit cheeky and um, we're revisiting some of our personal favourite topics tonight that we've already touched on a little bit back when we did video games earlier in the season. Um... This time we're digging real deep into the sounds of pro wrestling. Yes. A real a real love of mine and a recent love of Paul's as well. Yeah, I've only uh I guess for context, I've only, I'm like a baby when it comes to this. Um I've really only been watching wrestling for a year and a half or so. Um only due to Erin. Very nice of her to get me. I'm <laughs> into so sorry. It. I just have to say I'm so sorry. Um, but that means I'll probably be like um backseat talking today so i'll be like the person in the back of the uber just being like yeah <laughs> totally because we all know that person um paul tonight we know it's about the music it is no. you and i both know that it's about the music so we're going to be talking about the music and to bring us on board tonight we have a fellow fanatic and a very close friend of us joining us um she is the Ric Flair of radio. You've said it on air now. It's official <laughs> now. You can't deny it now. <laughs> you know what? I've always loved it, but I just I didn't want to admit it until now. He's going to end up in hospital setting. again. <laughs> Don't do this. Anyway, it's Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. So um, if Jackie's the the... Ric Flair of radio, what are you of radio? Oh, no, 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 we've had this discussion. I'm the Paul Bearer. No, I'm your Paul Bearer. You're the Paul... Okay, well then how <laughs> You're are you? the Undertaker. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forget that. We've I, had many a conversation. I just want to be She's Jim the Ross. China to my Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> oh, broken chairs. Um, I do like that, actually. Uh, we really hope you're a wrestling fan. Um, if you're not, the <laughs> next you hour, the next hour might be a back. bit problematic for you if you're not a wrestling Go fan. To the hoist. <laughs> yeah, true. I wish um, should also preface Jackie is the co-producer of Sin's very own The Hoist. So if you get sick of my voice, I believe Beck is going to be on the radio in about 15 minutes. So you can listen to the other. Yeah, just switch over to it, the other station, Fine. 90.7. But um, or if for you're now. listening on podcasts, you can listen to our other podcasts. Yeah. that are not about wrestling. But only one other episode is about wrestling, so that leaves out six that you can listen to. Also, Beck was on another episode of OST, so yes, you know, if you really love the hoist, go and go oh, and support. Just getting all the all the signposting out of the way. All the signposting, all the plugs. <laughs> we love sitting here on OST, and we're all about plugging each other, lifting each other up. But what we've taken from this is that I am the Ric Flair of radio. Absolutely, that's and what this conversation's about. It woo. Yes, <laughs> you can never deny it now. <laughs> woo. Woo. Immortalised in podcasts. <laughs> we don't boo the woo. We um, don't boo the woo. I do a little bit. A little bit. To kick things off tonight, our first segment that we will be diving into, um, this one's going to be a bit of a mess. So tonight, if you're a regular <laughs> listener of OST, it's going to be a little bit less like our usual formula. We're going to yeah. be straying a little bit. Um you know, bear with us, bear with us. As <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of bringing um, casual conversations that we have outside of radio tonight in, into a, a professional studio environment. Um, we will endeavour to deliver information to you as formally as we can. But We'll do our best. We'll try, we'll try. Our first segment, we're going to be looking at, I guess the epitome of original soundtracks in the wrestling world would be WWE official releases and specifically... We're going. If you don't know WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, it's kind of the big boy in the wrestling world. Um, it's probably the only wrestling promotion you know. Yeah, I probably guess, if John you're not Cena, a big fan. The Rock. Yeah. Those names might be familiar. Yeah. Um, 
the specific soundtrack that we will be looking at, or rather the series of soundtracks, will be WWE Originals. Um, so you guys are in for a real shit show here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm too versed in this stuff. <laughs> it's kind of scary, actually. Yeah, it's really yeah. Um, How encyclopedic your knowledge is. That's not fair. <laughs> Look, when you love something... I mean, I just, like, my, exactly. your Dark brain date. only has so much space, and I wish I had more space for other things, yeah, but unfortunately. Like I, I know every word's Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Could have been maths. It was Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, I mean, same. WWE yeah. Originals is pretty much the same as, as I know, Cotton Eye Joe, right? <laughs> um, so the first instalment of the WWE Originals series was released in 2004, and it stars... I guess notable names as John Cena, Booker T, um, Lita's on it as well, Kurt Angle. There's a variety of wrestlers who are around at that time. Classic musicians. Yeah. Real contemporary kind of alt-rock musicians. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys cite them a lot. (laughs) Um, It features original music by Jim Johnston, Mike Post, DJ Chaos, and John Cena himself produced a couple of songs on this record. And is is this also an album that has skits on it too? Yeah, so that's what that's what yeah. I wanted to get into. So I mean, um, the WWE have released a variety of soundtrack slash album releases, and this was the first of the um, quote unquote originals series. So they had kind of um, the Uncaged series is probably the most recent. They also had um, uh, Theme Addict as well was a popular release, which had mm-hmm. a variety of the theme music that they. Um, had at the time of different wrestlers but there's the anthology is another one as well where they had like multiple themes across different periods of time but originals was I guess probably the most popular contemporary version of like skit slash in its name original adaptations of theme music I guess it kind of like plays into like you know like a lot of Eminem records and stuff like that at the time like really big music mm. on their albums they had a lot of skits mm. like Kanye West Kanye too yeah Eminem, it was kind of the, I guess, the big thing to be doing at the moment. So it makes sense that they do things like that. It's very, yeah, this series, I picked this one in particular because it is, for that very reason, mm. indicative of its time, everything that's happening in the music industry. As we've discussed previously, you know, to that, the early 2000s is just a bit of a mess. It's an interesting time. It's just a very... Uh, Eclectic. <laughs> Perplexing and period. That was reflected in the wrestling of the time as oh, well. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no one knew who, like what to do with the wrestlers. No. Um, yeah, there was no real consistent booking or... Okay, this is a, officially a wrestling podcast Yeah, now. I'm... God. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, who's guys. a fan of OST. We are now a wrestling podcast. But I guess that was reflected in the music. I mean, there was... It was. You'd have a it lot was. of um, wrestlers, but sometimes you wouldn't necessarily feel the music fit what their character was. Mm. I think that can be said for modern era too, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, just a bit of background um, for those who might not be as familiar. WWE, I guess, is just its own giant media compound and they produce a lot of their own (laughs) trademark music, right? So they're a company in themselves. They produce television products weekly. They do live shows, but they've also got, you know, a pretty substantial uh, music output and a lot of the people responsible for that I, I guess kind of the main guy who drives it is usually Jim Johnston he's kind of the key producer for the WWE he makes a lot of the music for them and there's also CFO um, if you look at them in, in typing it'd be CFO dollar sign but they're a um, American duo and they produce a lot of music for WWE as well so th- and that covers I guess theme songs it, like individualized theme music and entrance music for specific wrestlers mm. um specific like pay-per-view songs sometimes as well which is kind of cool um and yeah each product the wwe produces like whether that be a weekly televised show like raw or smackdown or whether that's a pay-per-view like wrestlemania or survivor series or something like that um it has a specific sound that kind of changes over time like the original survivor series doesn't sound anything like yeah the modern survivor series you know what i mean um and yeah, they often use, because of that, they often use like other artists as well to provide promo for them, which is kind of cool. Like they'll have. I feel like that happens a lot more often now. More now than it ever used to. Like I think just yeah. on Evolution, it was Little Mix. Yes. Did the song, and that's like a wildly commercial artist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Doing something that I guess wrestling isn't as wildly commercial mm. as it used to be, at least I guess for an English band. 
Mm. That song was a bop as well. Yeah, such say, a bop. Evolution theme. That's Loved it. <laughs> honorable mentions. Yeah, <laughs> honorable, evolution theme. Honorable, mention. honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. There was Hands Like Houses as well. Yeah, which is an Aussie band that they used for yeah. Super Showdown. So. Um, yeah, it makes sense. They use an Aussie band for an Aussie show. They're being smarter, I guess, about their music selections yeah. now. Like <laughs> women's pay per view, they've chosen a yeah. female artist. They just had just, yeah. some really cool um, pre-show performances as well at Evolution. Oh, they did too. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's good. I mean, music I think has always been a part of WWE's fabric, like from the early days. If you, in terms of like compilation releases, if you think about. Gosh, all the way back when WWE was when it was WWF and they were making their big break in the mainstream, um, and Cindy Lauper was on the scene and she <laughs> oh. was kind of the driving force <laughs> in their popularity for a lot of it. You know, there was other people as well. Um, I think it just comes back to New York as well. Mm, it does. It was a very New York production for a long time, so mm. that makes a lot of sense, I guess. It does. Um, God, what was the album? I can't remember what it was called now. But it's somewhere in here in my notes, blah blah blah. But um, <laughs> the the album that they released in like oh, around eighty seven, I think, when mm-hmm. it was like the first official WWF release, and they had Cindy Lauper um, and a bunch of WWF superstars mm. or wrestlers performing songs. Oh my god! And that was like the I guess that was the first like original incarnation of WWE. F music soundtracks yeah, yeah soundtracks yeah and then from there they obviously were like oh we're onto something here commercially we've actually like broken some ground so they kept running with that and then it kind of stopped for a bit and there was this anthology whatever they had a bit of filler um, and then they came back to the original series mm. here which is yeah they really went kind of deep on that we're gonna let uh, performers kind of remix their own themes. We're going to let them sing their own music. We're going to let them perform skits. Have a bit um, more creative control over everything. As yeah. Well. yeah, and I think it's an it's a it's an interesting thing because remix culture is incredibly prevalent in in that kind of idea oh, of massive. Yeah, of, yeah, of owning that song and kind of giving it a new meaning. Like with re- with a restless theme, and we'll get into this in our next mm. segment. So stay tuned for that. But with this kind of idea of owning your theme song and it's it's all about who you are and it portrays your character. With remixing it, you're adding a whole new element Yeah, to I it. mean, you can totally change how an audience sees you with a remix of your song. So it's still mm. recognisable so that they know who you are, but they're like, oh, but this is different. Hang on, what's what's wrong here or what's new here? Yeah. Well, one that's coming to mind with, with this in particular, though, is, is on this album, actually. We mm. We're not playing it, but... <laughs> I wanted to shout it out um, on the originals album in 2004 was Kurt Angle. Um, he, I guess he's talking over his theme song and yeah. you know how the chant. So for those who don't know, I guess this is really hard to explain. Um, Kurt Angle's theme song. And then it kind of gives way for the crowd when he was a bad guy to chant, you suck, you suck. Yeah. And it was kind of worked with the tempo of the natural song. And then it's in the song adaptation in the album is him talking over it going, I don't suck. I don't <laughs> suck. And it's just that. So total, like, full-on, like, heel cut angle. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, a total opportunity of re-owning mm. the context of the song as well, which is so, like... That's awesome. Interesting. I really enjoy it. Um yeah, and I mean, this this kind of thing, I guess to wrap it up, this idea of the WWE album or the anthology or the compilation, whatever it may be, it's kind of, it, it's eternal. Like, mm. um, people will always want more when when they're yeah. watching this kind of product. Like, if you watch your favourite TV show you'll and you're obsessed, you're going to go find the soundtrack. It's the same with wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it like kind of leads into like the song that we're going to play. It's like almost like... No, but, like, there is this theatricality about wrestling, and so mm. you do kind of seek out, like, yeah, this is a bit silly, but also it's a part of this whole, like, entertainment thing. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to this, and I might laugh, I might love it, whatever it is, but you're like, no, this is, like, a part of it. It kind of helps build the character and beast. The beast that yeah. is <laughs> the conglomerate. Um, the, the song that we are about to play, I laughed because it is a, a particular oh, it's a niche <laughs> favourite of mine. And it's also complete trash. The cracker um, song. <laughs> this song it does feature on the the original the first WWE originals record, but it is also on its own independent record, released by 
None the other. man himself. <laughs> you can't see him. <laughs> he is invisible. You in can that. hear him, though, and that's what's so great about yeah. this song. <laughs> the track, it's called Basic Thugonomics. Oh. It was John Cena's original, I guess, walk-on theme when he finally came into you know, his character. I genuinely, until we had a conversation about this maybe <laughs> three, four years ago, I had wiped this song from my brain. <laughs> As maybe I forgot, you should have. I forgot that he had a theme song before, like, you his forgot. classic. Yeah, the, the meme. Da, 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 yeah. da. I genuinely forgot about this, and I was so much happier having forgotten it. I, well, yeah, I can understand that. Because, Play I the mean, song, Paul. <laughs> no, no one wants to remember the, the Vanilla Ice wannabe that was oh. John Cena of the early 2000s with Basic Thugonomics featuring his cousin. That's what? what I mentioned. We can talk about this during the break. Can I just also quickly, do you remember watching the DVD accompanied, that accompanied this? Yeah. Awesome, amazing. Play Great DVD. Um, his cousin, The Trademark. This is Basic Thugonomics with John Cena. You are on OST here on Sin Nation. But I still do have a degree in Thugonomics. Hey, Erin. Yes, Paul? What does OST stand for? I'm really glad you asked. It stands for Original Soundtrack. Oh, cool. Is there, like, a podcast for this or something, or...? There is. You're listening to it right now. I'm what? That right there was Basic Thugonomics. Where was where was the Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> I still ask that question daily, Jackie. Mm, every day. Daily. Daily. It's a great record, I mm. will say. You Can't See Me by uh, John Cena, featuring the trademark, as we were... Um, Sorry, Basic Thugonomics. It, well, the album is called You Can't See oh, Me, see. and the track is Basic Thugonomics. I could go through the entire so track list <laughs> if you want me to. Do Test not step me. to Erin. She Test will... Me. Yeah. No, I'm just. It's like we were saying at the start <laughs> of the show. I hate that you, know, you only have so much space in your brain and that like 40% of it is consumed by John Cena's album. Yeah. It's not nice. I really don't enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, this is OST it here is, yes. on Sin Nation with Aaron, Paul, and tonight we have a special guest in Jackie. Hello. Who is also an incredible wrestling fan. Um, <laughs> you know, we uh, we all like to think of ourselves as incredible, and we, we put ourselves in this little in this little pigeonhole that is being a wrestling fan. I mean, we've really just moved the conversation from my living room to an actual radio studio. Well, basically, yeah. It's yeah. true. No, it, this is literally just yeah. lounge room conversation with a microphone. It's a little bit more, more polished, I would like to say, but oh, know. absolutely, <laughs> we're, we're doing quite well. Um, to jump into our next segment we're going to be chatting a little bit about what kind of makes wrestling really like in my opinion and wrestling for those who don't quite get it who are like oh it's fake it's crap like it doesn't do anything this is the best part of the wrestling like it's so many elements and layers of what creates something that is inevitably entertainment and part of that and a huge part of that in, in terms of the character building and, and the storytelling is the entrance music, the mm. walk-on mm. theme music of um, of wrestlers, of yeah. performers. I will say this is like what one of the original things that caught my eye um, that made me more interested in the just the whole music of it because, um, well, you know, I'm really into music and I just realised there's just such a massive link between the music and the characters Um yeah, that's just what I like. I first latched onto. It is interesting because we've had a lot of conversations, me and you, Paul, about um, a particular aspect of that music, and we'll get into that in a sec. But we are, we are, for those who are regular listeners of OST, we are breaking tradition here. We are breaking our formula, and we're just going to kind of have a bit of a chat about our favourite walk-on and entrance themes. And Paul, we've had plenty of discussion about this particular insight that you've had into mm. wrestling. <laughs> theme music and I want yeah. to hear more about it now. Well, I've just kind of noticed that there's lots of um, wrestlers that use classical music as a walk-on theme. Um, but, I mean, you know, when we talk about classical music, um, classical music is such a long span. Like, it yeah. can go from caveman choirs to Lud- Ludwig van Beethoven. Like, there's no real kind of... Um, limit on what that counts as but you know it's kind of like the really when you think of classical music when you think of orchestras and symphonies this is kind of the stuff that comes to mind um and yeah i mean that's what really caught my eye because i was really into 
I was a complete band geek when I was in high school. So I played in like most of the school orchestras and the school bands. So um, I lived and breathed a lot of classical music. So to have lots of recognizable tunes that play that I know, I was like, oh, sweet. Mm. That's so yeah. cool. Um, so I guess to go through the list of, there's a, there's a few wrestlers that have classical music in their theme songs. Um, I didn't put him in the list, but I think Mick Foley used to have a classical song in oh, his list, but it didn't strike a chord with me. I didn't know what it was. So Leave it with I moved me. on from that. Leave it with me. I mean, it would be very interesting with that because <clears throat> it's just such a juxtaposition, such a gentle yeah. song with it, such it, a scary, scary Yeah, it must, have been, <laughs> it must have been his walk-on when he was Mankind. Mm. That would make oh, a lot yeah, of no, sense. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the Mankind theme. Um, yeah. it, that was particularly innovative because at the time I mean if you think about the context of walk-on themes Mm. there was once upon a time a period where wrestlers came on without music Mm. Um, yeah or if it was it was generic very quick yeah, but I'm oh, there's a I can't remember his name now, but I'll look it up. But there's one guy who's particularly cited as the first guy to have ever used <laughs> walk-on music. But I mean, after him, the popularization of it would have been through Hulk Hogan mm. in yeah. WWF. Um, you know that that kind of breed of the the WWF. Randy Savage. Well, I guess Randy Randy yeah. Savage, yeah. Who um, I want to talk about? But, but I was going to say Mick Foley was kind of creating this new wave where. Classical music was reintroduced into pro wrestling because mm. he was. What he did was he used a different walk on entrance theme as he did to an outro theme. So, you know, they oh, play an yeah, outro yeah. theme when they win the match. He used a different song. Right. And it was a, in a different tempo. And he used that to build oh, the complexity of his character. Right. Just a side note that I thought you would note out. Oh, for. That I have internally screaming right now for that. <laughs> that is so cool. But um, we did just mention Randy Savage. Yeah. You, so yeah. Randy Savage's walk-on theme is, it's, I feel so lame, a personal favorite. Am I allowed to say that say about that. a classical it's not song? not lame at all. Classical music is uh, cool, dude. A personal favorite of mine, which is the slow section of Pomp, Pomp and Circumstance Opus 39, March 1 in D major by Edward Elgar, which came out around kind of the change of the century from the 1800s to the 1900s. So if you think about that from 1900 to 19... To, yeah, 1900 to 1960, in 60 years' time, rock and roll was a thing. So this is like a really weird time for classical music because um, even that's innovating. It's becoming poppy, which is weird to think. Um, it's becoming shorter. It's becoming kind of more accessible for everyone. Um, so Pomp and Circumstance was kind of one of those tunes. And it's interesting because I don't think... I think Randy Savage, uh, to me, when being an outsider of wrestling for so long, I think is such a patriotically Ameri- American kind of mm, character. Um, in the same way Hulk Hogan is, it's kind of like a very typically American kind of poster boy. Um, and it is used in an American kind of graduation march. So that's its, its subtitle is Graduation March. And it's also known as Land of the Hope and Glory, <laughs> which sounds really American, that's yeah. like so American, but mm. it was actually ironically English and key to a lot of classical English composition history, and it's known as one of the most patriotically English classical tunes of all time, and there's even talks of replacing God Save the Queen with this song, because of kind of they're trying to separate themselves yeah. from the monarchs, so mm. um, it's weird, because Randy Savage is so <laughs> amazingly American, yet he walks on to a very British song, which is interesting. Yeah. But in that way, I think it kind of fits Randy Savage. Uh, yeah, I think especially, like, as a heel. Yeah. When Randy Savage was a heel, I think it was the perfect song for him because mm. the, there is, I mean, in my opinion, the best heels. Sorry, to, heels, if you are not a wrestling fan, is, like, the bad guy in, yeah. a, in wrestling. You have your heel and then you have your face, who is the good guy. Yeah, exactly. So I always think the best heels in wrestling are quite arrogant, um, have quite a high opinion of themselves, so I think having a song called "Pomp and Circumstance" yeah. fits literally, quite yeah. well. Um, so he he like literally has a lot of pomp and circumstance to it, mm. and the slow tempo as well. It's made for processionals, which mm. is why it's played at graduations. It's because it's slow. It takes five minutes. You're you can take as long as you want. You're drawn to the person at the yeah, center stage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's lots. There's a few others I, I won't go into as much detail on, but I think it's interesting how the Flair family kind of shares a theme. Yeah which most people know as the 2001 A Space Odyssey song, mm. um, but its real name is... It's in German. 
<clears throat> I'll try oh, to do this one. Well. Give us a give it. Um, it's Azor Sprach Zarathustra. That's pretty good. Opus number three, number thirty you hope by so, he speaks Richard German, Strauss. Does he? <laughs> he does. Yeah, that was. It's it really hurts the throat <laughs> trying to speak German, so I was trying to trying to hold back on that Sprach. Um, so I think that fits them so well. I mm. said before they're kind of like astronomical characters. Um, although the original song isn't kind of about space or about the galaxies, <laughs> it fits them well, which makes a lot of sense. Well, you said something really great earlier before the show when we were um, hanging out. Mm. You said um, <laughs> that it fits the astronomical nature of his character. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like almost he's otherworldly, right? yeah. which is... Just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is great because that even though that's not the original kind of context of the original mm. song, with the context of 2001 Space Odyssey. It fits them well. I find it interesting, Triple H, uh, for a year, like not even a long time, had Ode to Joy by Ludwig van Beethoven as his walk-on That was theme. when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he was like a rich... Aristocrat. That makes so much Aristocrat. Yeah. From, almost almost uh, quite French. Where's he from? Where's he from? Help. New England? No, 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 no. Um... Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, that but fancy was, place. Um, yeah, but he was supposed to be like upper society. Yeah. It was always, he was always quite um, like French aristocrat, yes. especially in the way he dressed and his hair and everything. So it really fit the character yeah. in that way. And uh, it's just so funny also that the context that this song then took on after that, I kind of think it became the wacky movie trailer song. Yeah, So definitely. whenever something wacky's happening in a trailer, Ode to Joy will be playing under it. Uh, I, I think um, Everybody Loves Raymond used it yes, yeah. exactly, for yeah. a long time. So that's yeah. the parallels between Triple H yeah. and Everyone Loves Raymond. Um, there's one more I like. I want to talk about because um, it's a Daniel, the Daniel Bryan's walk-on theme, which is a kind of... I kind of, It's funny. It's like a guitar remix of a classical song, which is yeah. Ride of the Valkyries. Mm. Um the song doesn't interest me as much. It's actually the opera that it comes from is more interesting. It's more German. It's of So course. there's a four-part opera. So there's four operas in this series of operas, and it's called Der Ring des Nibelungen. And in that series, you have to sit through four-hour-long four operas. So there's oh. about 16 hours worth of opera that you have to sit through, and it's this whole story. It's literally like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. But... Um, in an opera, and Richard Wagner composed it, and he's kind of known to make those like really long, boring compositions you have to sit through for like an hour and you fall asleep during it. Um, but it's funny because this is like the kind of end of one of the operas, and it's kind of like this big financial, financial. Um, it, it's final. It's ending this kind of story of the middle of this gigantic story, this gigantic saga, and it makes sense for him as well. Um, I think my favourite thing about that, though, is that Daniel Bryan is how many years removed from Randy Savage? I can't count. 20? 20, 20, 20, 20, 30 years removed from Randy Savage, yet classical music is still incredibly prevalent in the fabric Mm. of music in pro wrestling, Mm. um, which I love. That's great. I I really, because that also, I feel like, pardon me, is in a lot of trailers and things like that when you have to have, like, an epic background song, they'll pick Ride of the Valkyries because it's so, like, as Mm. I said, like, final, conclusive because it's literally the call for people to go to to battle, for an army to go to battle. So it makes sense for him. And I do think, I said this to you, I I said to both of you earlier, I think... um, they've always it's always very clearly had like music that's super recognizable mm. for wrestlers that they want you to super recognize i guess <laughs> like to really like if it's the man or the woman or whoever it is it's that music that you can be like instantly recognize oh that's like a that's a really popular song mm. this person must be quite big and important i should pay attention to them mm. and i guess if you look at like Randy Savage Rick Flair Charlotte Flair Triple H Daniel Bryan they're arguably the most important wrestlers from every generation going back to Randy Savage. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's or really prominent figures, you know. Prominent just, figures, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They just kind of stand out and they, they're definitely carrying the, the brand, And are memorable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, we have time to fly through a few quick honourable mentions. Sure. Yeah, we do. Yeah, go on. Why not? Um, 
I have just a few because I want to represent the ladies real quick. Um, yeah, you are the only one representing ladies in this. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I just, I figured that, hmm. you know, may as well um, do some compensation here. But I stan Alicia Fox's current entrance theme. I know you do. Because I think it's a bop and a half. You just stan Alicia Fox. I love Alicia Fox. Anyone who Four. kicks out Alicia Fox. Anyone who kicks out of the Northern Lights suplex can die. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're right there. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a total bop. It's catchy. It fits her character. She's a bit crazy, wacky. Yeah. You know, it suits the bill. A bit unpredictable. Natalia, I guess this is this is incentive for wrestling fans who go back to the era that I was in. <laughs> Natalia, um, the Hey Baby intro music that she used to have when she was just like, you, I'll play I, it. No, like I remember. You remember? <laughs> and it was just like dark and a bit yeah. like mysterious. Not like it is now where I think it's Bret Hart every time. It's just time. Bret Hart every time. You're like, oh, every it's time. him. I get so excited. <laughs> it's not him. One ever. day I'll be excited that it's Natalia. Um, Victoria, need I say more? She had multiple themes, but the one that I have in mind she in particular. so many. That's the thing, though. That, that, I think that's my point that I was going to get to at the end of this is that women's wrestling in particular in the WWE sphere, theme songs get thrown around a hell of a lot and wrestlers will have a multitude of theme songs because nothing sticks. Which makes it hard, I think, then, to have an identifying... like. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing, and it even happens now, but, I mean, in particular, I think women are particularly affected by it. Definitely. Yeah, they just throw generic music at them and it doesn't quite fit. Mm. Um, It's happening in contemporary... WWE at the moment yeah. as well, but um, the, there's one in particular with Victoria that, you know, I might post on the Facebook if you're lucky, uh, <laughs> head to the Facebook at OST Sin, um, and I'll share that link to that one. And I have to say, you're not enough for me. Um, Michelle McCool's theme song was once... Layla's theme song, yeah. I believe, was also someone else's, which I need to it backtrack. Made the, but it, it made it, the rounds. It made the rounds, yeah. but I think it's most. I'm trying to think. Did well they known. use it for Lay Cool? Oh, surely. I don't. I. Mm, I don't know. I actually. can't remember. I don't know. Um, but I. It was most known for, I guess, Michelle McCool's singles run, right? Oh um, <laughs> yeah. And it's a bop. It is. A I bop. must say, it is a bop. It is an absolute bop. Jackie, your picks. Um. So I get. I mean, Finn Balor's. My. I've. I've said this to both of you. My thing that I think really makes a wrestler's entrance amazing is music with no lyrics. Mm. I think you should have your focus on the, um, the wrestler, and I think the song should play into their character of who they are at the time. Um, so I guess the first one I really like is Finn Balor's. He obviously has his normal one and then his demon persona song, which is just like a slightly different take on that song and apparently Triple H uh, is basically the mastermind behind that entire theme uh, How so? he um, basically he had a, the, an interview that CFO dollar sign <laughs> did with uh, metal injection said that Triple H had the whole thing mapped out in his head from the long uh, moody entrance of the demon to the choir erupting during the breaks in the orchestra giving the crowd that perfect moment to throw their arms up and scream because you have to Remember that, like Finn Balor was the man for a time before mm. he got injured. He was that was the end game game plan. Like he was going to be the universal champion. I assume hold it for a while. Like uh, WWE has gone a very different direction since mm. he had to give up the title. Um, so I think that's awesome. I think it's also very similar to a, like Royal Blood's music. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, there's a real similarity. I think in like the opening of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is. I, following that Shinsuke Nakamura amazing theme song um, did you know that in 2016 it was the number one song on the iTunes soundtrack chart no way yeah. so how, how long was it like a big reign I don't think it was for particularly long but I think it was when he debuted in NXT um, and then his debut in, the, in 2017 on the main roster it was after Mania and it was Lit. Like, he had a live violinist, um, Lee England Jr., and he did the same thing, actually, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 when Nakamura vs. Samoa Joe. Um, now he's got, like, a new theme song, but it's just, like, a remix of it um, by Shadows of the Sun, who are, like, a Japanese, mm, like, kind of, like, so metal cool. band. Um, and Corey Graves, who's, like, one of the colour commentators, said that Nakamura was sick of fans singing along to his theme song, so he <laughs> changed it to avoid having fans enjoy the experience, which, I mean, like, peak heel oh. move. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. 
And then I guess like Marty Skrull, so he's an English wrestler. He's quite big in New Japan and um, Ring of Honor. He, for me, has the perfect entrance. I think he has the most perfect entrance. I think uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, mm. when he had the uh, Fatal 4-Way with Osprey, Kushida, and Takahashi. That was the most perfect entrance I've ever seen with the wings and the music and everything is just perfect. The I image think. fits the music, right? It's yeah. perfect. That, that song, the Marty School song, is produced by... Um, and written and sung by Hot Tag Media Works. Yeah. Yeah, and it's they do a variety of songs. Tenille Dashwood. Tenille, Pete Dunn, like they do a yeah. bunch of wrestlers' songs and they're really great. I genuinely just think it is the most perfect entrance and I guess like a little like um, special mention. Having just said that I don't like lyrics in the theme songs, I will make an exception for Shawn Michaels' theme songs. I just <laughs> think that is... Because he just still seems to love it and I can really get into that. And he has a bop and it's funny and he has a cowboy hat. Like, you can't go wrong with I mean, it. an old man with a cowboy hat. Like, you mean... It's just so funny. Shall we play that? The Shawn Michaels' theme song? Yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah, I reckon. Let's go for it. I'll have a bop in the studio. All right. Yeah, let's go. We're all sexy boys tonight <laughs> here on OST, It's in Nation. <laughs> I, I think to tide us over and to kind of tie everything up together, I think everything we've been talking about in the past maybe... 15 minutes or so culminates in Shawn Michaels' walk on theme song. Yeah. It's yeah, got classical sure. elements. Yeah. Just reduce everything it's, we've said to Shawn no, Michaels. It's got I'm into pop it. elements. I'm into it. Let it happen. <laughs> Why not? Here You're we listening go. to Sin Nation. Yes. So this is Shawn Michaels' walk on theme song. It is titled Sexy Boy. You are listening to OST Sin Nation. It is main event time. And that means it's <laughs> Hey Aaron, does it sound uh, kind of quiet to you here? Now that you mention it, yeah. It's a little bit. That's due to media law and some copyright laws, so we couldn't contain music in our podcasts. If you want to hear some of the tunes that we've been playing on our show, you can head to our Spotify playlists. You can find them on our Facebook page, at OSTSYN. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. That was Sexy Boy, which is Shawn Michaels... Still his walk-on theme to this day. <laughs> Despite him being 72. He's still walking. He's still walking Barely. on. He's still walking on to that song. In the uh, chaps, too. <laughs> you were on the very special wrestling episode of OST Original Soundtrack here on Sin Nation with Paul, Aaron, and our very special guest, Jackie. You are been so welcome. talking Thank you. Thank about you. walk-on themes for the past 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Um, so we are running out of time, but there's so much more wrestling to talk about. We will continue. We will venture forth into other things. (laughs) Too bad, everyone listening. (laughs) Sorry about that for the inconsistencies. (laughs) Um, we will, I think, now talk about songs, things that I kind of subtly was listening to before I was even a wrestling fan, which is songs about wrestling, um, that are not necessarily within the WWE stream or kind of in the conglomerate that is WWE. Mm. So it's stuff from outside, uh, other artists that have talked about wrestling in their music. Absolutely. It's very common, as you alluded to. It's extremely common. And uh, I think more common than I had realised. Me growing up in my little WWE bubble, and then eventually, I guess, branching out as a wrestling fan into other worldwide companies and realising, oh, there's other companies around the world, like in Japan and America and elsewhere, that, and even here in Melbourne, that produce their own music for their performers. Um, little did I realise that there are performers out there who actually really enjoy wrestling because, you know, they're human beings. How can you not enjoy <laughs> wrestling if you're a human? Um and they produce, I guess, tribute music towards wrestling. Yeah, this is... Um, I heard about one particular artist um, <laughs> from everyone's favourite busiest internet nerd, uh, Anthony Fantano, mm. actually. I didn't expect mm. finding a recommendation like this from him. But there's an artist on Bandcamp who I guess is kind of a bit of an aloof artist. Like, he'll just make an album in a day and stuff like that. He has, like, a 100 albums on Bandcamp. He's made a lot... But a guy called Hot Dad has made an album called Wrestle, which he is actually quite old. He's since remastered it. That is just kind of an album that is 25 parody walk-on themes for different wrestlers. So they're all named after the wrestlers. So there's there's one for Bailey, there's one for oh, Seth wow. Rollins, there's one oh, for The wow. Rock, there's one for Randy Savage, I think there's one for Jake the Snake, there's one for mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Um, so they all kind of delve into 
storylines and pop culture references got to do with the wrestlers um like seth Rollins' one talks about his accident of showing things on the internet we're on youth radio <laughs> paul waxman i did not spe- specify what he did but that is in in the song and there's lots of it, it's hilarious basically mm-hmm. uh and they go into lots of funny detail about um they kind of no about their personalities they go into their personalities in lots of different ways um which is interesting and it's kind of like 25 different special songs so it must have had a lot of effort put into it i think um I have heard it. I do enjoy a parody. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to think about the range of WWE or slash wrestling tributes out there that are parody songs or they're taking liberty with things that already exist or whether they're just straight up tributes from scratch, Mm. which is why I kind of love this album called Beat the Champ by the Mountain Goats. (laughs) (laughs) Very, yeah, um, brandable names on both sides. But the the album itself, so it's the 15th studio album from the Mountain Goats, like, bloody hell. Um, They've been around the block. They've been around for a while. Um, It's a concept album um, on professional wrestling. And I guess the front man, John Darnielle, um, he kind of, the way that they constructed this album and I guess with his sight in mind was it was a bit of a reflection on his childhood and the adoration and the respect that he had for wrestlers growing up so there's songs dedicated to the legendary Chavo Guerrero and oh, lovely. even the the modern Joey Ryan you know it's oh, really it's it's fun. man of my dream oh, the the one and only Joey Ryan the I won't say it I we can't gonna, explain no, his character I, I can't we, yeah oh. we can't say that Tune Plus, in for our after hours. We can say, I guess, we can say it's phallic in nature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I guess to go through some of the track listing, it's incredibly, it's, it's true to the heart of a wrestling fan. So I mean, it's received incredible reviews from all around. Rolling Stone gave it oh, Mountain four and a half. Are a great band. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Los Angeles Times gave it four and a half. Like it's done well um, critically. And the songs as well are true to the heart of any wrestling fan. The first track, Southwestern Territory which is, you know, any wrestling mark will go, oh, the Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, what are some other track names? Heel Turn 2, Choked Out, Jesus. Foreign Object, The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, The Ballad of Bull Ramos, yes. Oh, wow. And Hair Match as well. <laughs> I love a good hair match, me. I'm a oh, big fan. There is nothing better than a hair versus hair match. <laughs> I love a good hair versus hair match, I will say. Um, another one that I would want to mention would be Megaran. Those who are fans of, I guess, nerdcore rap, if that's a thing. It's not my thing particularly, but it's a thing apparently. Megaran produces a lot of rap music in tribute to, I guess, nerd spaces. Nerd I'm putting this in, yeah, yeah. quotations. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of final pops and things yeah, like that. Yeah, final pop, Marvel and DC, <laughs> all that. Um, but he's also got a couple albums dedicated to pro wrestling a lot of them are kind of remixes of modern theme music others are just straight out like um you know original songs yeah just being like shout out to these heroes um matt mania is one monday night ran is another one those all (laughs) those all ring true for any wrestling fan the the terminology there um but yeah if you're into rap and you're into nerdy references mega ran's one to check out I think some honourable mentions as well. We've already kind of plugged a bit of Hot Tag Media yeah. Works. But um, in terms of wrestling music, and I guess songs that have just stuck to wrestling, whether they wanted to or not. Yeah, that's true. You know, just whether they're external artists or not. I think... Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit's the first one that's... Uh, <laughs> undeniable. <laughs> one that the, we need the, to discuss. But the correlation is undeniable because <laughs> Fred Durst looks like a wrestler and a wrestling fan <laughs> he looks like at Kevin the Owens. same time. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Motorhead, Motorhead with Triple H's Motorhead thing. and Metallica. So there's a theme here. They're all kind of heavy metal bands, a lot, bands. Of, metal. Um, a lot yeah. of metal. And I guess metal is a big genre in in terms of when wrestling kind of got its first, not its first, but its first it was big major when wrestling was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when it propelled really massively into the mainstream. So those who know wrestling vaguely and are still with us today mm. will probably you know cite the Attitude Era. 
yeah. um, with Stone Cold, The Rock, um, Even, late I mean, 90s. Like Edge's entrance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Metalingus. Yeah, it's... Um... Shout out to uh, Cash. <laughs> Sitting at home listening tonight. That's one of his tracks that he recommended tonight. We're not playing it for you, but, you know, you recommended it, so we'll shout you out either way. But, Erin, do you know what I have a burning desire to know? <laughs> what? What would your theme be? <laughs> oh, well, my theme. So, I mean, I've been... So, I, I guess I work in and out of the wrestling you were in home, the ring in recently the as well. I'm a grappling and she's on the wrestling. <laughs> doing the moonsaults here and there. Oh, best moonsault in the business. <laughs> but um, I guess I get asked a lot by my mates because I'm quite, I guess I'm quite close to a lot of people who are involved in the local wrestling industry. And they say, are you ever going to wrestle? I say, And you say, no. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> you like your back the way it is. I do enjoy my spine. Um. It's quite nice in its current situation. It's nice and but, straight. Yeah. Not broken. Yeah. So I quite like it. But if in some fantasy other you alternative went stumbling universe, into that ring, if I did, my entrance music. I mean, I'm a dance music lover at heart. Dance music is hey, always Scottish. Been. Of course you do. Hey, of course, I love a good rave. <laughs> or get out on the tune. <laughs> get on the tune. Have a yeah. <laughs> get out on the parties and whatever. But dance music is close to my heart, and I love a bit of classic dance music. Mm. So, I mean, we talked about this. If we were if we were picking out entrance music, and it's really dependent on who you are as a character as well. You yeah. Know, if you're a good guy or a bad guy. Very true. I think. It's hard for these ones, for my picks, because it, dance music's hard to hate, right? Maybe you're just a tweener. <laughs> I think so. You're a Becky Lynch. Follow me at Tweener oh on Twitter. <laughs> kind of a morally ambiguous character myself. But, um, yeah. It's true. I, it is true. It's very true. I think if I were to pick any songs, and these are probably my top picks, mm. um, and regardless of character, it would be Wild Strawberries by Penal. Yeah. Because it... Bangs. It does bang. It bangs, and the crowd would get you off to it. It even slaps. It, oh, you know. Where's that list of things we're not allowed to say about songs? Bangers, <laughs> all slaps. that thing. Um, any preset song, really, because mm. I love the presets. I think you could, if you're in that, you could dedicate a preset song to either a heel or a face. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's what I think I'm looking at this list that I've put out here and I'm like, this could go I either mean, way. I mean, do what you want is a heel song if I've ever heard oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say either one for you or one for me or do what you want or going retro. Oh, My People is a heel people. song. Because that's, well, no, nah, My People no, is my a face song because that's going to get the people jacked. But it's also pop. like scary. It's like, I'm here. I'm here to break you. But it's, I'm, I'm here, here with, with all, all of my people. All the bad guys. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, either that or Depeche Mode just can't get enough. That would get them all. That's a face song. And it's absolutely a face if song. If your wrestler name was Ez, you could say Ez can't get enough. That's awful. Ez just can't just get can't enough. Just can't get as enough. Can we not enough. make puns with my name? I just I don't want to be a wrestler ever. Jackie, what are your picks? So I have three picks, and I just think I'm just, uh, I have to be a heel with all three of the songs. <laughs> like, I d- and honestly, this was not conscious. Like, I wasn't like, no, I'm a heel. I'm going to pick these songs. I just picked these songs, picked songs and was like, oh. So it's Fiddler, Punks, just because it's really loud and guitar-y, and I just want the guitar solo, basically. Guitars. None of the words. I just want the guitar solo. Oh, perfect. Um, Dizzy Death Race, Dollar Chills. Oh. Again, just, just, just the guitars, really. Um... And if I was going to be really, like, mega heel, like, chair guillotine heel, <laughs> uh, bring me the horizon, Shadow Moses. I want to see some thumbtacks and some blood yeah. while bring me the horizon That's plays out in the background. Shadow Moses right there. I love I it. I'm going to kick someone in the head. <laughs> we do not advocate for violence. We don't promote violence on, on sin. The wrestlers can do it. Wrestling is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. I've actually got four songs here, and I actually think it'd be great if these are in chronological order. So my character will go through four very different phases. Oh my god, he's so really thought you about this. Start as a heel. Um, so I start as a heel. Uh, my first walk-on song is "Break Stuff" by Limp Biscuit, and everyone in the audience they'll sing along to. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. And it's kind of like a nod to some old school wrestling there. Yeah, it? my my character's a bit uh, recluse. He's a bit like oh, I don't want to get up today. He's I don't want to do this. Would you say he's? A lunatic on the fringe? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The door's there. <laughs> and 
And then I think I'd wrestle my way to being a bit happier with myself. I'd pick <laughs> Holidays by Miami Horror. That is a big jump. <laughs> I'd be a bit of a more of a face. That's I'd be like happier with people. life. What are you talking yeah. about? And then something wrong will happen again. And my character will become a heel again. And my own summer, uh, Shove It by Deftones will be my walk-on <laughs> song. There's lots of yelling and lots of emotional screaming in that song. So my character will be going through existential Have dread. a bad day. And that will come out through the song. And then my character will become a hipster that um, lives off soy lattes and moving to New York by the Wombats will be my walk-on song. If you have this moving to New York, would it be because you would be like headlining WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> yes. Time. That That's the ploy that's in my song. I'm like, I have to get to New York. All it's Melbourne promoters, song. listen up. Paul is <laughs> taking bookings for 2019. Mania! <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Paul. I oh, really no appreciate worries. your really well-thought-out insights. Um, <laughs> Thank you mine. so much for having me on the show. Thanks for coming in, Jackie. It's been a ball. This has probably been one of my favourite shows, and I That's... think I say that every second week, but um, <laughs> I genuinely mean that tonight, obviously. Obviously. We're winking at each other. Where would you be without me? Nowhere. I think to play us off, we'll play some Killer Mike. Yes. Be- because... I knew I knew a bit about wrestling before I got into wrestling because of Run the Jewels. Yeah. So they make so many wrestling references in their songs. Um, there's one in one of their songs called Blockbuster Night Part One, which is on RTJ Two. Mm. They have a lyric that's I Jake the Snakeem, DDT him and Mausoleums. And I was always like, what are they saying? But now I get it. Oh. Because they're talking snake. about Jake the Snake and DDT. Genuinely, I think my favorite wrestler ever. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's um, up there. And another Run the Jewels favourite of mine, Legend Has It, has the Ric Flair woo in it. Mm. I didn't know what that means until I typed <laughs> it into Genius Lyrics. And it <laughs> what said, is a woo? <laughs> and then I realised it was Ric Flair's woo, which I guess uh, segues us greatly into our last song of the night, which is Ric Flair. What's the song called? Ric Flair. It's I'm out. Flair. I'm out. By Killer Mike. <laughs> um, so, Ric Flair Radio is leaving the studio. <laughs> I think this actually has a promo... Of Leaving. Ric Flair in it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is like not even subtle reference. This is not like the Mountain Goats indie concept album. <laughs> this is just like blatant Ric Flair. Um, it's by Killer Mike, who's one of the rappers from Round the Jewels. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to OST, even though it was quite a tumultuous night. We talked about walk-on themes for 20 minutes. and are welcome. We- <laughs> But you're so welcome for you're listening. So welcome. We didn't get to my um, Japanese music rant, but that's okay. No, that's we'll okay. We'll have three time. more episodes of OST we'll that'll be about wrestling. Just Japanese wrestling. How about this? We start our own podcast. Ooh. Oh, that'll just be great. another wrestling podcast. No, in I'm the market. Flair out of that. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> we'll just be unprepared and arrive late. <laughs> I was stealing wheel and <laughs> Thank you guys so much Jet if you're listening flying. live. Limousine riding. If you're listening, son of a gun. Pod- <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. This is Ric Flair by Killer Mike. Thank you. Want more from OST? Check us out on Facebook at OST Original Soundtrack.